welcome to the Crime of the Century podcast, where we expose higher education as a scam that it is. I'm Kevin Prendeville, and I believe that because of what we're teaching our students, we're losing an entire generation. Now, today, as always, we'll be diving headfirst into controversial subjects, undaunted by political correctness. And have you ever felt, really, the constant feeling, and I don't mean to go too deep in the intro, but the constant feeling of unworthiness or... Or, or maybe you feel like you really aren't you or you don't know who you are, well, it's not necessarily your fault. It's our culture that has been created by materialist institutions, and this is part of Crime of the Century. So when we think about who we are and self-identity, and, and I'm not talking about the, the, you know, the queers or the different genders and all that stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about when I mean identity is knowing and being confident in what you believe, why you believe it, what you do, and how that correlates to why you do something or why, why you believe something. I'm sorry. Um, that is more important than just identifying with a certain group. I'm this color, so I'm with this group. I'm, you know, this gender, so I'm with this group. Uh, you know, it's it's exactly what you know the Nazis and the and the Soviets did. You know, the Nazis said we're Germans and Germans are white with this, um, you know, these facial features, and if you don't fit in this group, uh, you're a second-class citizen, or worse, you're dead. Um, or the Soviets, you know, basically identified with the ideology that the the ideology itself had so taken the populace because they had no other option that if you didn't conform, you were dead. You were not part of that ideology. That kind of group identity is not at all what I'm talking about. In the individual sense, what can be difficult when we don't know why we believe something is that we start to identify with an ideology instead of a worldview or using principles as the guiding factor in how we see the world. And it's very different than ideology. And we'll explain and how this gets back into the crime of the century. We'll reveal as we go on. One of, I think, the biggest examples or best ways to describe exactly the problem here is, have you ever read a book that's or heard someone speak, and it's it's very, it's very very deep, and it speaks to you on that on that level where, you know, your heart understands it, but not your head. You you know you affiliate and and enjoy the words of whoever's speaking, but it doesn't make rational sense. You don't you can't figure out exactly why, and moreover, you almost can't even figure out why you are why you're attracted to that line of thinking because some of it seems irrational. Um, and then you go and you try to repeat it and you can't repeat with the same, you can't repeat what that person's saying with the same depth, with the same, uh, in, with the same level of conviction because it's not you. It's not behind it all. There's still a, a human being and, a, and an animal that is, is just trying to, you're just trying to imitate somebody. Um, well, that, that, that's really the issue. How do we know that everything that we believe and what we think to be true, how do we, how do we know what is true and what isn't? And what, where do we draw the line between what we are as a human being and what we have knowledge of? Now, you can draw on that knowledge aspect, but... 
there's there's a line there between what what we know and what we've experienced and what we've heard about and the issue i think really in especially in universities is that we have broken down life into we, we've removed the idea that there's a human spirit right universities are notorious for being anti-religion anti-christianity especially um and anti-jewish um just you know to wipe out you know there's no religion there's no god there's no all of that they they they, they try to wipe that clean okay fine so that has to do yeah that that eliminates uh, on the basic level eliminates the idea of an afterlife or a continuation of the human spirit after death that we are no better than the animals essentially we'll die and decompose and nothing matters and you can already see the problem in this ideology because why live at all and we discussed this a little bit in podcast 41 but to bring this point up again if you break down life without the human spirit into it's it's basically basic most animalistic aspects well why do we live in a in a society at all at this point that you know um if i'm just gonna die anyways and i'm just sort of some sort of animal i might as well just do whatever i want and um you know kill whomever i want and steal and rape and do all these horrible horrible things but removing religion and removing law, we all seem to intrinsically know that there are some things that you don't come back from. And um, one of the one of the examples of that, um, I think, it comes from people who have had an infidelity, people who have um, cheated on their spouse, and their spouse finds out. There's no going back on that relationship. No, it's not technically illegal to have cheated on somebody. But in that relationship, which you can't see, you can't touch, you know it's there based entirely on feeling, but you know that how can you ever come back from that? Because there's some sort of sacred line that's been crossed. And it's a line that you can't go back over and that would imply that things objects and human beings consciousness itself has a spirit to it so there is something to be said for the human spirit and that would imply that there's some dignity in being a human being something that is deeper than being wholly animalistic the problem is that that spirit, when you try to wash away human dignity, when you try to say that we're all basically equal and we're all just animals, and you attach yourself to that ideology, it impacts your entire worldview to the point where you're not, you're no longer looking for the objective truth and trying to broaden your worldview so much as you're trying to fit the world inside of your view. And so when somebody questions what what you believe it's a it's a personal attack it's not a it's not a question where you can prove or disprove something which you believe to be true it's you're attacking that person's identity and that is where you see the anger that's where you see the speeches hate the you can't talk because it's an attack on 
somebody, even though the speech is just someone who has a disagreement and is trying to illuminate something which we don't always understand. And to not be able to express that, especially in a college campus, to not be able to express a difference of opinion, a difference of, uh, think about the, the, the study of science, that you have to come any, at everything completely objective, with no worldview, no bias, nothing. And if, if, we're, if we decide that, oh, well, our politics is going to be, everything that happens has to be through this kind of perception, how does that affect the rest of the world? Uh, you know, how does that affect the rest of our, our, our disciplines? That's why the Soviets never invented anything. <laughs> because, you know, they can't question something that would go against their ideology. So they already know everything, air quotes around that. So there's no reason to grow. You're, 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 crushing, you're crushing something which is deeper and more eternal than any of us. Something that, that, that lives on. You think about, I mean, for the very question of why do we bury our dead? And we write about them. And we write about their, on their, on their headstone in most cases, we write about who they were, what they did, how long they lived. Dog dies, okay, maybe we immortalize the, the dog, but you know, other dogs don't know that that one even existed. You could go, and I, it's, it's weird, and I don't know, you know always why you would unless you had a relative there, but if you go to, there's a famous book called, um, it was an American story, um, written in the late, uh, it was a book of poems, essentially, and it was written in the late uh, 1890s, and it was just kind of the height of American uh, literature. And this author, all he did, he went to three or four cemeteries, and he wrote down everything the headstone said, and from that, he constructed a, a book of poems that described this small town and all the different people in that town from 50 years ago. So the idea was all these people were dead and everything, but they, these were all these people just telling their stories. So you have... You know, you have, you can almost, you can reconstruct and interact with the past in a way that would imply that, 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 that the bounds and limit of humanity, what we talked about last week, is infinite. That we don't just decay and die. There's something that stays here that others can learn from. It's why people live forever. It's why we still know Julius Caesar. It's why we still know Washington, even though they're so old that their bones aren't even there anymore. I mean, it's dust. It's nothing. Because what they believed, why they believed it, their worldview was, well, it spoke to some sort of truth about the world itself. And consequently, the villains in history and there have been plenty, also live on. Not because of what they did that was good, but because what they did, we can extract from their stories, okay, why is that bad? Why is, why is Jack the Ripper, people still know who he is, even though whoever he was, he's long dead. Well, he, in killing prostitutes and strangling people, um, he was crossing that line that you don't cross, which is death and murder and destruction. And so from that, we're so interested in it because there's so much we can learn about that line which exists and is not spoken in many cases. And it's the entire basis 
that that thing we can't see is the entire basis for our system of law. It's the entire basis for our system of, of government with the freedom and dignity of, of man. So we go to these universities and they say the base ideology is that there is nothing special about anybody. We're all even, we'll put air quotes around it, we're all even, we're all animals, we're just, you know, we've got to destroy every hierarchy we can see. And no wonder people are lost. No wonder we don't have anything that we can attach to and say, this is eternal. This is what I'm going to be known for. This is when I'm long dead, they're going to write about me for this. There's nothing there. And so you start to feel hopeless and then it becomes materialistic and you just want things. Well, I mean, cars rust, houses rot. There's nothing eternal in just objects created by man. Money is not eternal. Money, if all money is, and some people worship it, and we talked a little bit, I think 40 or 39, about idolatry and worshiping money. And all money is is the tool with which you can interact with your potential. And your potential is the future that only you can manifest, that you know that, that what other creature, what other being can see in their mind's eye a future, which then they can bargain with, with material objects. And that, that in itself is amazing. So why are we trying to crush that? Why, why would you ever think uh, you can crush that? Again, based on emotion. Most of, most of the communist ideas are, are based on emotion. And another indication that they have nothing but ideology, and that has always led us to destruction. Again, whether it's, uh, especially in the 20th, you really have to only focus on the 20th century because it put into practice a lot of, it was the pop that had started from uh, the 17th century up to the 19th century. You had all these academic writings finally took hold in the 20th century where they, it was a radicalization of the idea that you can struggle with religion and so some people said well we'll just get rid of religion and it killed 60 million people and and from 39 to 45 alone uh let alone the other 8 million killed in, in world war one and so on and so forth um so the idea that we can wash away something that 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 we all have is ridiculous it's silly and 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 I don't know how we can combat it because it is so, when it's based on emotion, it's so gripping to a young mind. But I would suppose that, and I haven't fully developed this idea, but my stopgap solution here, I guess, would be set a goal in life and not something of, I want you know $50,000 extra this year or something like that. Okay, fine. Maybe you do, but what's after that? There's nothing... Again, nothing eternal after that. It's like saying I want 50,000 wrenches. Your money is a tool and it's a very effective tool and we should want it to achieve something else. So what's the goal you want to accomplish in your life that, that, that can significantly affect others' lives in a positive manner? That's how, you, that's how you become eternal. I mean, obviously our founding fathers lived forever because think of how many people they've impacted, directly or indirectly. Um, and the Romans that we remember because of how they impacted the world in their own day and their ideas about government and structure and they were the first to start to question this kind of stuff. And, and then of course it was buried by the Germans but that's another story for another day. We don't have goals, we don't know what is, 
we don't have anything but ideology and that's the crime of the century. Hey guys, I just got the proof copy of my new book, Smoke and Mirrors, which is live on Amazon right now. And it's about the financial situation in this country. And that's the reason for the title, Smoke and Mirrors. It goes over the Federal Reserve, goes over the banks, goes over the government and financial institutions and their infiltration of our wallets and our finances. It goes over the mindset needed to break free from a lot of the conditioning and bad habits that have perpetuated in our society. Go ahead and pick it up right now, only $9.99. And let me tell you what, if you order it from my site, I'm also gonna give you a half hour free webinar going over some of the topics on mindset and some of the strategies to make those dreams a reality. <laughs>